This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. America. No, that was not Kyle Petty no. singing, although you can sing, but that's, yeah. that wasn't you. That's got me in the uh, mood right there, though. I'm <laughs> telling you, man. And we're extremely lucky to have Eric Amarola with yes. us today, fresh off an indie yes. run where you're moving into the playoffs. That must feel good. It does. Yeah, it's uh, second year in a row and proud of my team and uh, ready to go. Got uh, 26 races behind us. None of them mm. really matter anymore. And uh, looking at 10 ahead. So we're going to we're going to go back and, and talk about Indy, but before we do, I, the playoffs are starting, and and, yeah. and and I think we should talk about that. And I, you know, the pressure to make the playoffs is huge, isn't it? It really is, and it's. I mean, this year, I think is a prime example of how hard it is. Got one of the greatest missed yeah. the playoffs, and I think. I mean, I'm I'm a huge Jimmy Johnson fan. I, he's a friend of mine, but. A small part of me is kind of glad that he didn't make it just to prove how hard it is, right? Like that somebody that great can uh, can have an off 26 races and not to their typical standards and miss the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it just goes to show how challenging it is and, and how rewarding it is to be a part of the playoffs. Well, here, we, here they are. Here's the 16 that have made it. Uh, there you are at 14th. You have uh, you know not as many playoff points as yep. I'm sure you'd like to have. And, you know, I, I, I think... Kyle, I think that the pressure, you know, with the Roval being yeah. a third race God. of this of this series of races, I think that right now the pressure's yeah. on all the teams. Yeah, and I think the pressure's on – it is on all the teams. And it's on this first race because if you don't – by the cutoff being the Roval, you want to be in kind of like Clint was as we got here. You want to be in protection mode. Um, as you look at this round, which round do you think is the toughest round? Man, I, I don't know. I think this one's probably the toughest. Yeah. I really do. Just because um, as you go into this one, uh, there is so much uncertainty with the Roval. Um, you know, it, it, uh, it is the true wild card. Even Talladega, I think the Roval's more of a wild yeah. card than Talladega. But, but if, you, if you look at the Roval and you say, okay, the Roval, there's going to be a lot of pressure. Uh, or, or, uh, it's such a wild card. How much pressure does that put on the first two yeah. races? Yeah, that was yeah <laughs> that, there you are. That's it. Remember that? Yeah. Got to get to the line, though, man, because, I mean, that's how close you were right. at, at the road. But but how much pressure does that put on Vegas and then Richmond it puts that a, have solid days? It puts a lot of pressure yeah. on those. And, and I think, um, you know, 
you got to you got to get off to a good start. I mean, that's really what it all boils down to. And so for me, um, I went into the Roval, I think, with a 16 or 17 point advantage, and we left there tied. Yeah. Um, so yeah, wow. I, I think uh, you know the, having a having a solid Las Vegas, which we did last year. Having a solid Richmond, which we did last year, set us up and put us in position to go to the Roval and have all the chaos that we did, the wrecks, the hit the wall, all the stuff that happened, and to to be able to end up leaving there, advancing to the next round of the playoffs. And that honestly set us up for the the next run that we went on. We went on to win Talladega in the next round to advance to the eight, and then we went to, uh, you know, we went into that round of eight and had a legitimate shot to make it to the Final Four at Homestead and uh, came up just a bit short. But we finished fifth in the points, which was a yeah. great season for us. But really, it all it all happened because we got off to such a good start at yeah. the first two races of the playoffs. Well, I'm, I'm not going to ask you to handicap the field because I don't want to give any bulletin yeah. board material for your competition, <laughs> yeah. right? I won't put, won't put that on right, you. Good. But, but uh, the importance of, of points entering, entering uh, I think, my opinion is points are more important in this playoff than perhaps they've ever been because when I look from seventh on down, I just I don't feel like there's a separation in cars. I feel yeah. like I think Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, I think they've kind of separated themselves from the field, but from there down, I, yeah. I can't make a case, yeah. right? And so I start looking at uh, how you've done lately, and and unfortunately for you guys, you yeah. got, you know you you're one of the teams that confuses me because. Yeah. Yeah. Ten weeks ago, I would have said, "Well, yeah, the ten car easily yeah. make yeah. you know through the first round." But with the struggles recently, uh, is it as easy as as perhaps no, I thought and, it would and be? That's, and that's the thing, and I think that's what makes our sport so compelling. Yeah, is that there 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 are a few guys that are outliers that are consistently your front runners, but for the rest of the field, um, and especially you know from fifth down to twentieth. There's guys that can that can break through and get on a run yeah. like we've seen Eric Jones do of late and like we did at the beginning of the year. We were eighth in points um, six or seven weeks yeah. ago, and yeah. we've just had a miserable five-week stretch to where we've we've been wrecking, we've not had good finishes, and just things have not gone our way. And thankfully for us, this is a, a reset button. You know, at, at the end of the, the brickyard, uh, the, slate, the slate is kind of wiped clean and we'll go into the playoffs. And, and quite honestly, um, you know, that's Kurt Bush is in eighth at 2011 points. We're in 14th at 2001. Yeah. You can make up 10 points in one yeah. stage. Right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, sure. that was for the mentality sure. that we had going yeah. in last year was, hey, we're in the same position last year. Yeah. And we went into the playoffs going, we just need to maximize every practice, every qualifying session. We need to maximize every stage, score as many points as we can, and put ourselves in a good position. So, KP, you, I don't, you don't care if I, you get bulletin board. Nope, I don't care. Right? I don't so, care. so, who's your favorite, number one? Who's your, who's going, who do you think is going to championship? <laughs> and who is your, you know, when, when Ryan Newman made the playoffs Listen. several years ago, no one thought he was going to. So, who's this year's Ryan Newman? And who is your favorite? Okay, I, I will say this to you and to you. I had you out in the first round last year, and you went all the way to, to the round of eight. <laughs> Shows you how my picks work, okay? Um, and and I, I said it this morning when we were talking, about when, when we had the call. Ryan Newman, if he does what he's been doing the last two or three races and just gets those finishes, he's pretty strong. Yeah. It's tough to beat, and that's the problem. That's our that's our thing. Um, it's tough for me to pick a, pick who I think is – the champion part, because I think you've got a couple of teams. You've got Denny Hamlin. You've got Kevin Harvick. you got a couple of teams that are peaking 
at the Come right on, time. Give us your pick. Come okay. on, man. <laughs> I have to look again. <laughs> I know you're not worried about hurting somebody's feelings. <laughs> I have to look again. Yeah. All right, I'm going okay, to go, I'm gonna go. You know who I'm going to pick? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Joey Logano to go back-to-back. Wow. Well, How about that? Like I'm going to pick Joey Logano right. to go back-to-back. Okay. That's, that's my pick. So my, my pick is, my pick is uh, Kevin Harvick, and I'll tell you why. Because I think he is entering the playoffs the hottest driver. Yes. He and, he and Denny yeah, Hamlin. Absolutely. I yeah, think three so, of the last seven. Yeah, yeah three and yeah. seven. I mean, that's yeah. – Which bodes know. well for you. Yeah. Well, I think and that our, team, our, yeah, that our racing, organization. Our racing team's yeah. done a great job of, of building speed in our cars and getting getting on track to where we need to be. So I feel like uh, everybody at Stuart Haas Racing has been putting in a lot of hours trying to catch up. The first, you know, 10, 14 races, we were – we were good, we were competitive, but didn't just have the speed. And then now I feel like we've gotten the speed. And, and for us, and the 10 team in particular, we've just got to put races together. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Okay. So we're, we're, going to, uh, we're going to go back to Indy, but we're going to continue. I'm, I'm not letting you off the hook. You're going to tell me who... I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you who the guy is. Who All the right. guy is that I know. Nobody else thinks is going to make the last four, but you do. I want to know who that is. Don't tell oh. me now. Oh, okay. I want the anticipation. Okay. But... Right. Before we go, before we go to the highlights from Indy, which is going to take a while, and uh, there was so much metal torn up in Indy, I think I saw a small surge in the price of metal today. But for sure, yeah. But you had something crazy happen with you and your team. I've never heard race. I've been around the sport a long time now. I think this is 14 or 15 years that I've been involved with NASCAR. This is the first I've ever seen something of this dramatic. Um, We had a guy hopping over pit wall before the start of the race get hung up on pit wall and fall backwards and do like a backward swan dive into into the the whole back end of our car pushed our spoiler up um pushed in the rear bumper cover blew out the crush panels did a tremendous amount of damage and then we had five minutes to fix it before before we were that's rolling crazy. off pit road that's crazy um but yeah our, our guys went to work and uh Drills, rivets, pop gun, pop rivet guns, and, and sheet metal, and all kind of stuff, trying to thrash and work on it and get it fixed before the race started. So, but wherever the guys at, I hope you're okay. Uh, I know a lot really. of people. I know a lot of people were really <laughs> mad at you, and I think I might have even yelled. Um, but we hope you're okay. And I think that that's what makes our sport so unique from any other sport is the the access that the fans get is unlike yeah. any other sport. I mean, they they literally get up close and personal, and sometimes a little too close. <laughs> if you if you are watching come back to the track it's That's fine right. they That's fixed right. it yeah. it didn't hurt anything and you back. have a story to tell for the whole rest of your life That's so right. make That's sure right. you go tell it That's but right. let's get to indy let's start talking let's start showing some of the highlights uh what what happened at indy because it was a crazy day at a racetrack that we have seen racing for over a century the biggest race of the season Becoming a Brickyard 400 champion in NASCAR puts you in a very elite list. Drivers, start your engines! Who will make the playoffs? The Brickyard 400's underway! Harvick gets the break and sets sail! Angel Suarez trying to stay in the gas! Pit Road, a dangerous place here at the Brickyard. Jimmy Johnson powers to the inside of that Keselowski. Eric Jones is sideways! Travel on the back straightaway. On fire. Johnson goes around hard into the wall! And now Newman. Playoff spot on the line. Kevin Harvick wins the Brickyard 400! They go climbing the fence. That's a coming indie tradition as well as kissing the bricks. Yeah. Not quite as famous, but who started but, that? Tony? 
that's a good who question. I, no, it was no, an no, IndyCar so like driver. Yeah, uh, somebody before Tony. So I think it was somebody before Tony. It was the dancer with the stars guy. Elio Castanet. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Elio did it. <laughs> the Can he sing like you? Yeah, I know. He was the dancer with the stars guy. So I know, we, we saw, we saw the, the Jimmy Johnson, William Byron yeah, wreck, yeah. and you were right, right behind Right in the middle right. of that. What, what did you see? Well, I think Jimmy just got a good run off turn one, and there was an opening, and he went for it. Yeah. I mean, he was in a do-or-die situation, yeah. and track position was extremely important. So when you see an opportunity to get two cars in one corner, you go yeah. for it. And he went for it, and uh, the 24 turned down, and, and it was really, really tight, and they made contact. And, man, unfortunately, that ended his day. But, uh, yeah, that was, I mean, that, in that situation, I mean, you just – you're going for it. You kind of throw caution to the wind, and you want to, you know, you want to get as close to the front and get in clean air as you can to try and go run down that leader because that was his only shot. Yeah, and, and it was his only shot. But at the same time, I mean, I mean you're on the bubble. You're, you're, you've, and, and we we're already past that point. But yeah. risk versus versus reward. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah. But would, well, I mean, I think at that point he's he's 18, 20 points out. Yeah. So. He's got, to, he's got to try and get those couple spots. Yeah. And then if you get another quick caution, if you get those couple spots and then you get a quick caution, maybe it changes the, the outcome. You know, I think if he gets those couple spots, he gets up to sixth. You have a good restart and you get a couple more spots. And next thing you know, you're in the top five. Um, it changes the complexity yeah. of your race. You know, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people were, you know, what was William Byron doing? Well, you know, you know what that is? It's racing. That's like, racing. you know, you, you, right. you, you well, see a you, hole, you, you, what are you right. going to do? And like, I'll tell you the other thing that's really challenging that a lot of people don't know, and, and it's, it's hard to explain this, but um, at Indy, we have two spotters. One spotter spots the front straightaway. Yeah. One spotter spots the back straightaway. The handoff spot is the short shoot between one and two. So that, that scenario right there is where the guy that's spotting the front stretch in turn one is handing it off to the guy that's yeah. spotting turn two and the back stretch. So there is a little bit of time lapse in getting spotted, and so I can see where yeah. you know William might not have known that the 48 might have been inside him. Did, how about, did you see Land and Castle wreck? I did. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Don't watch it. Don't. And I will say, and we were talking about it earlier, it, it's, it's the angle of attack. That oh. angle right there is I watched just, it. oh. I told you not I, to I'm telling you, this, this is, that is, and, and I watched all the other wrecks, and you can talk about Brad's and talk oh. about Jimmy's and talk about, but the angle that he hit yeah. was devastating, man. I mean, I'd, I'd send him a text as soon as it's over. Hey, dude, you okay, man? Because wow. I, I could not believe yeah. that. Well, I, I just look at how much. Just look at how how short the right front yeah. gets. I mean, yes. how how far that gets yeah. pushed in. Thank that's that's usually a good telltale. Yeah. So right off right off the bat, first pit stop, wreck on pit road. Yeah. I mean, as a driver, do are you like? Okay, it's going to be one of those days. I mean, did you absolutely. go into the race worried about that? Yeah, absolutely. Indy's probably one of the most challenging. Indy and Martins are the two two most challenging pit roads, in, in my opinion, um, of all the racetracks yeah. we go to. Indy is just because it is so narrow. It is, it is really only yeah. one lane wide, and the pit boxes are really long, but... There's all the pit signs that are hanging, and, and you can't really tell where your pit box is. So you get one guy that checks up that's not sure where his pit box is, and his crew chief's saying, right here, right here, right here. And so he slams on the brakes, and as soon as he slams on the brakes, everybody else is looking like this. Nobody's yeah. looking where they're going. Yeah. 
That's the thing with what we have going on with pit road speed and everybody yeah. trying to maximize pit road yeah. speed. Nobody's looking where they're going. You're assuming that the guys in front of you are, are going where they're supposed to go and that they're going to peel off in their pit box. And so you're looking at your tack, looking up, looking down, looking yeah. up, looking down. And you look down one time to make sure you're going pit road speed on your on your digital dash. And you look back up, next thing you know, you're under somebody's fuel yeah. cell. And that, that sequence of pit stops was horrendous for so many people, not only coming in, but going out, going Jimmy out. Johnson right. locked up again That's right. and had to pit a second time. He was right in the middle of that. They yeah. wrecked all around him. He leaves his pits. He's safe. Then locks up his right or locks up his tires, leaving the pits, and has to come back come and back. change tires again. So yeah. that's, it's in and out. It's both. I waited in my pit He's box. He's right in the middle of it, right yeah. there. We even even leaving right here. I wa I waited in my pit box for probably three or four seconds just to make sure that I didn't run into anybody because the 19 was coming outside of me with a ton of damage. And it was just yeah. calamity everywhere. So there, I've never I've never been in a situation since I started calling races where I there was so much happened on pit road I couldn't follow it all. Yeah. And and to me uh, that started the whole day off. This this yeah. entire day was was like that. Every restart was crazy. It was just it was just wild. Is that you know? And it's you know we have a, we have a we have a group of drivers in the field that know they're in the playoffs. Yeah. We have a group of drivers that are trying to get in the playoffs. And we have a group of drivers with absolutely nothing to lose. That's right. Does that contribute to it? Absolutely. And I think, you know, I, th I think that uh, the guys that have nothing to lose are going to do everything they can. They're going to be right on the guy's bumper in front of them on pit road. They're trying to maximize their pit road speed. Yeah. They don't care if they get a speeding penalty. It doesn't matter. They're trying to get all they can get to get track position to put themselves in position to go try and win a race. And when you when you put yourself in those sort of situations and you and you are that much more aggressive um, and you have one guy check up, the accordion effect, I think it's actually the eight car. The eight car, the green and in, in, uh, dark blue car is trying to find his pit box. He kind of checks up. And when he checks up, you'll see everybody behind stack up. The one stacks up, the eight, the 18, well, oh. yeah, and then they. Yeah. Well, that's wow. just yeah, just you know, fortunately no one got hit. Yeah, exactly. that's for, that's yeah, where they were fortunate. Too. That's where they were very fortunate. And the so, other thing is too, you got you know right there that early in the race, yeah. I think it was only lap maybe eleven or twelve. It was yeah. early, yeah. It was really everybody's early. on pit road. So everybody's on pit road. Everybody's on lead lap, and everybody's on different strategies. Yeah. You guys got coming to get fuel. You yep. guys got you know getting two tires, yep. four tires. There's so many different strategies, and cars coming, leaving. Um, it makes pit road very busy. So through all of that, when we come back, we're going to talk about Bubba Wallace's day. Bubba Wallace had a good dirt run. Uh, and what that means for him going forward, how big is that for that team? Plus where's we'll the cowboy hat? <laughs> yeah, where's it at? <laughs> we're going to take a look at the turning point every week. Eric, we look at the turning point, what helped contribute to the winner. Yep. And then, uh, of course, we're going to go through the field and we'll get tons of reactions from other drivers battling for those playoff spots. Let's do it. Twitter supposed to run 25th to 30th all week and crash cars. 
it's pretty banged up. But a king, a king, come down and give me a big bear hug. I haven't had one of those hugs since the 500 last year. So you know it's a special day, a special weekend when he's when he's excited. He's not sitting on the plane already waiting on us. What a hell of a day for, for all of us going from the lowest of lows, almost to the highest of highs. Everybody that helps out in this program is so small, and we need everybody touching, feeling, sending messages about this car. And hey, text Bubba to three six four one three to Victory Junction help donate. Um, nailed that. My PR person's giving me a hell of a thumbs up. So. Uh, yeah, I'm going to chug this Coke, and then it's going to turn into something else after this. We're going to go party. So appreciate y'all. Hell yeah. People ask, why do you, how do you keep doing it every weekend? That right there, that feeling, that excitement, that little kid feeling. We're not supposed to run with these big teams. What the hell? Somebody can draft. <laughs> that's great. I got a lot of enthusiasm, yeah, right? that's I right. Mean, He's look, popped out, and that's sweet. Look, that's, that's I like. I like when you get out and you're excited about running right. second. When you yeah. get out and you're excited about winning. When you know you've got a 15th place car and you run ninth, yeah. you know you did your job. And that's what Bob is saying. I did my job. This team did its job. I'm excited. We're up here in rare air where we're not supposed okay. to be. People love to see people celebrate yeah. achievements. And quite honestly, I mean, for that team, running third is an awesome achievement. I mean, they're, you know, I think that uh, he should have been excited. You know, I, I, I turn Twitter off. I mean, if you're Bubba Wallace, right, and, and, yeah. and uh, you know, right, right, and if the negative, right. if the yeah. negative outweighs the positives, ching, you, can, you don't have to do it, right? What's, so, what's the so, saying? Haters going to hate? Haters going to hate, man. Yes, and, it. and, but Bubba Wallace and this team, they should be proud of what they did. Yeah, and and they day. got some breaks throughout the day, no that's question, but they held off. They held off. I mean, that's a deal. At the end of the race, um, Blaney was wearing his yes, rear bumper out, yes. and he got away from Blaney far enough that William Byron got around Blaney. So he outrun those guys. He, yeah, he may have held him up for a few laps on the get-go, but he held his position and, I mean, did a great job. And Bubba great Wallace, job. has done. he's been so, this year, he's been so open about how hard this yes. year has been on him emotionally. Yep. And and then to see someone that that's just lays it out on the line and yeah. tells you how they feel, have a good day yeah. rather than a bad day, I, that's just a great feeling for all of us. Now, yeah. listen, I know he's your competition, oh, yeah. and you want to run in front of all of them, but sure, you've yeah. been in that spot. Where, Absolutely. I drove that car. That's yeah. exactly I drove that exactly. car. Exactly. Yeah, I, I and you totally know what they've it. got. You, totally know, you know how it is. Yeah. So you know you can look at it and say, that's tough, man. That is. And you've got a teammate. Daniel is the same way. Daniel can right. go, whew, Daniel is high, man. I mean, he is so passionate about what he does. It's good to have that in an organization because he keeps everybody pumped up. Absolutely. How about, how about, have you talked to Dan? Have you had a chance to talk to him? Is he, you know, after Sunday? You know, it's you know, so I, heartbreaking. I, I haven't had the opportunity to talk to him. Uh, we actually flew home on the same plane together, and I wanted to, I was frustrated about the day, and I'm yeah. sure he was, so I just yeah. Yeah. I left him alone, and, and uh, we got off the plane and went our separate ways. I'm sure I've been in that position before. Uh, a few years ago and, and just barely missed the playoffs and Thanks, I know how bad it hurts and you just want you want to have your own space your own time you want to just kind of process yeah. it and then you know by this week you, you're moving on yeah. you're looking forward to going these next 10 weeks and trying to finish off the year on a strong note yeah. you know what's fascinating about this sport I guess it's every sport but you know the people that you're trying to beat yeah Right, oh, and, yeah. and at the time, right. you yeah, crush yeah. them, right? Yeah. But then yeah. when it's over, you, you, you've been there. You yeah. kind of yeah. feel That's bad right. for you them, too. You empathize with yeah. them. Yeah, but Absolutely. so uh, Sunday, there was a turning point. We come back, we're going to talk about the turning point, and it featured a really, really good call by Rodney Childress and a huge role in why these guys won this race.
Well, he asks me every year if he can kiss the bricks, and, and I, I tell him that well, we have to win the race to kiss the bricks. We can't just go out there and kiss them, otherwise it's just it kind of loses its luster. It was great motivation for me at the end because you know I kept I kept telling myself, don't lose this race. Um, you're in control of this race. You got to get baby girl a picture in victory lane. The babies never kiss the bricks. No, no. They're like, you've told me yeah, not you've to. You've told me not to put my mouth yeah, on the right. ground. That's exactly right. Now the that babies so will cool. not kiss That was cool, though. That was, that is that was cool. a good shot. So you have kids. I do. Yeah. What? It's, it's undescribable. I mean, just the feeling. When I won Talladega last yeah. year, both my kids were there. That's right. And it was the most awesome yeah. feeling. And just being able to soak it up, like being able to stay in victory lane, like even after the car's gone and the crew's gone. Yeah. And being able, I mean, we... we Sprayed, sprayed champagne on each other and just yeah. lived it up. Yeah. Like, and it's just a really cool feeling when you can share that, you know, that joy and that excitement with your family. Well, before Kevin Harvick and his family got to enjoy that, there was a very pivotal moment that put him in position yeah. to win the race. Let's yeah. go back and revisit it because uh, it had a major play. Kevin Harvick had dominated this race, then restarting on the outside every single time and made it work. And on this time, he chose the bottom. And Ryan Blaney took advantage of it. Yeah, if you kept somebody pinned down, and we were talking about it, Eric, you kept somebody pinned down right here in the two, because as you said, these cars are so slow getting up to speed. Uh, but Blaney basically cleared him, uh, which was fascinating because we didn't it see was. Kevin clear right. a lot of people right That's there. Right. So, that, so, so now, Blaney, Harvick had been dominating the race, so now he's a lap by. See Blaney right there on the bottom of the screen? So Harvick's hitting pit road. Yes. Blaney's in traffic right now. So, so you Blaney's, Blaney's not going to be a little slower. Correct. Blaney's not going to be slower. Rodney Childers, right. smart move, knows he has Blaney in lap traffic, puts him on pit road, thinking he's going to beat him out of pit road when, when Blaney pits. But something better happens. Well, for him. Yeah, Kyle, for him. Not for something Kyle Larson. For not, not for Kyle, Kyle Larson. Larson. Kyle Larson spins, <laughs> just digging, trying hard. Made another big impact. We saw a lot of impacts. And because of this, the caution comes out. And so now at Indy, you're on pit road when and the caution comes out. And you don't out. lose a lap. And you don't lose a lap. That's, That's right. Exactly That's right. important. That happens at Martinsville. It's a deal yeah. killer. Yeah, that happens exactly. At that happens at Bristol or Loudoun or somewhere yeah. like that. It's terrible. So now he's the leader. Yep. So this time, Harvick's the leader now because he was on pit road when the caution came out. Everybody else had to pit. Kevin Harvick restarts, and now he picks the outside. And now... The same thing happened. Kevin Harvick got the lead. This time, although easier than what he had gotten it yeah. before, every other restart, it was in turn three. Yeah, game over right here. You know, obviously, they tried it uh, for whatever reason. I, I said at, at post-race, I said, you ever watch a pitcher almost pitch a no-hitter? I said, you had a no-hitter going until you chose the inside line, and yeah. then you lost it. And, and, but he said, we had time to recover, and they did. Right place, you're right. Turning point in the race was that. We had seen earlier on a green flag stop – where Kevin Harvick and those guys had pitted a lap earlier than the 42 car when the 42 car was wearing of of Larson was wearing his bumper out mm -hmm. and he had such a good stop he yarded the 42. Yeah. I mean he came out a quarter mile ahead. Yeah. Uh, wow. It was crazy how much distance he put on. So to Jeff's point, uh, if it had gone green, it almost looked like it would play out that way. Yeah, I think I mean Kevin's been really good. He's won three of the last seven races, and and as an organization at Sewerhouse Racing, we found speed in our cars, and so you give him control of the of the race, oh, yeah. it, you know, and and it, he's going to make it really tough on you. And and he did it throughout most of the race, except for that one restart. He obviously learned yes. uh, to not take the inside again, and uh, was able to drive off. So, yeah, he in his post race he talked about why he chose the yeah. outside. 
I asked them on the radio, I said, what do you think? And they're like, well, you know, we think that Daniel's got old tires and I think you need to start on the bottom. And, and the thing that we learned right there was you don't want to be on the inside. And um, that really paid off for us late in the race. As long as I was side by side when we exited turn two, um, you know, I knew that I could run my car wide open through turn three in the second lane. And, and you know, you, you put that guy in the bottom on a bad, in a bad position. So, yeah, that was, that was definitely the, the, only, the only mistake that we made all day. So maybe overthinking it just a touch, right? You know, I mean, you can't. But it's easy to happen, yeah, right? It's, it's easy it's, to happen, and, yeah. and and the restarts are so pivotal, yeah. and clean air is so pivotal that you you on purpose you overthink yeah. it. You want to make sure that you're making the right decision so that when you exit turn two or that when you get back to start finish line, you're the leader. Yeah. And because if you saw when he got back to second. He couldn't. He couldn't do yeah, anything with right. the twelve. Yeah, I mean, right. so he, you know, thankfully uh, the caution came out when they were on pit road and they were able to get back to the lead and control the race. Yeah, and you're right. We saw the 42 car as he crashed right there. He was back in traffic. That's He'd right. been up front earlier and had contended for the lead. And even Kevin Harvick late or in post race said he really felt like that that Kyle Larson had a better car on a long run. Yeah. And he was going to have to deal with Kyle Larson at some point in time. But. Got back in traffic, couldn't do anything with it, and ends up in the wall. I, I think that to me, it's this interesting about restarts today, and I, I don't know how you control it, but the guy behind you, yeah, if he pushes well or not, That's that right. has as much to do. Absolutely. It used to be the launch you got, the launch yeah, you got. Yeah. Now it's the launch the guy behind you gets. Yeah. So how do you how do you guys work together? Ah, don't ask me. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've struggled on restarts this year. It, it takes a, a totally different mentality. You have to be so aggressive, but you're right. You have to have help from behind. It's almost like restrictor plate racing for yeah. the first lap or two. Um, you're, you're relying on the guys behind you to help push. If they split you or put you three wide or something, the you know, you just get side drafted. Your engine RPMs get bogged down, yeah. and they don't. We don't have as much horsepower as we used to, so the cars don't accelerate like they used to. So if you get bogged down, next thing you know, you're swarmed, yeah. and you. And if you have to check up out of the throttle and break your momentum yeah. for the least little bit. I mean, they just go by you on both sides. So it is really, really hard to restart from about 10th on back. Those first three to four rows um, it is a little bit more tame and a little bit more clear cut. But from there on back, man, it is wild. I, I, it fascinates me that you use the word tame with any row out there because we sat and watch <laughs> it week in and week out. And, and it is, it absolutely looks like, like, a swarm of bees. It is. They're in line, and then they take off, and yep. then they try to find their, their way back. And, and you're right. I mean, so many times yesterday, we saw we we saw it with Kurt Busch one time. We saw it a couple of times. Somebody would check up a little bit in one, yeah. and by the time they would come to the back stretch, they'd lost eight or ten positions. Well, Kyle, at the initial start of the race, Kyle was in front of me on the on the original start of the race, and he got tight in the middle of turn one and had to check up, and then again in the in turn two. And next thing you knew, he lost four or five spots yeah. in one lap. I mean, it just it happens, you know, to to the best of them. So you just have to be you have to be aggressive. Your car's got to do what you want it to, and you got to make sure that if the guy in front of you gets a little loose or yeah. out of shape, that you just hope that he gathers it up. Because if you <laughs> check up for him, yeah. everybody behind yeah. you doesn't. You are going to pay a major penalty. Well, this week we go somewhere where there's multiple lanes. That's so right. <laughs> yeah. Expect yeah. that craziness to continue Absolutely. into this yeah. week. Absolutely. Uh, but but. but before we go, before you guys race this weekend, you and everybody else get to face each other on the strip. You guys yeah. are gonna do the, we're gonna check out the burnout boulevard when we come back. You got one plan? We'll see how many we melt down.
do some burnouts. You can do it. Just put her in first and pin it. Good luck. Okay. Is there room for one more? Yes, get in. All right, great. I'll get in the back. Go get him, Harv. Is this how you imagined your Burnout Boulevard experience to go, Kyle? At some point, yes, because I figured our show car would blow up. Here we go. It's like a tug of war. That was a Ford versus Chevy battle. Hey, style points, though. Creativity. It's style a solid points. 10. Yes, it is. Oh, oh man. Come apart. Do not tear your car up. Whatever you do, go have fun. Do a burnout. Put on a show, but don't tear your car up. <laughs> tore the hell out of it. 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can watch that on NBC. It's, gonna be exciting. it's always good. It's man. following like media it. day coverage, so a lot, of, a lot of media stuff. Yep. We'll cover a lot of stuff from Vegas. All right, what you got for a burnout plan? I'm going to try to make it all the way to the end of the parade this year. So last year, <laughs> mine blew up, I think, on the second. Uh, we go to these different intersections down the strip, and uh, I think mine blew up at the second intersection. So. I didn't get to make it all the way down uh, down the parade, so I'm gonna, my goal is to do some burnouts and have fun, but I want to make it to the end of the parade. Hey, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to, to leave, and I want you to burn out this way and this way. Make an A. And this way and this way, and then straight across and do a double A. I think I can do that. Do a double A. I want you to put your initials there. Nobody's ever done that. I can you do be that. the guy. All put right, here we go. Seven o'clock. Put your initials. You Watch and see if yeah. you can go, make an A. Go home and practice in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> my kids would love it. I think my wife would probably be a little upset. If you could use your Prius. Oh, maybe not. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> so, so, all right, Burnout, you had the Burnout Boulevard, and all that's fun. I'm yeah. assuming you enjoy all that. But then there's a race on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, it's time yeah. to get to business. And, and, right. and so how do you... What do you number one? What do you think about the track in Vegas and with these rules? How is it going to be different than Indy and their other races? And what is the biggest challenge there? You know, I think we've already had uh, a race there back in March, so that's that's a good thing for us at least to have some sort of a notebook. Um, you know, I feel like for us as a race team, as as we go back to tracks for a second time, we're typically better because we're smarter and we yeah. we've learned from the first time. But all the competition gets better too. Um, so I think that you'll see when we go there, the restarts are going to be as wild and crazy as ever. When we went there for the first race, we thought we knew how to restart and we thought we knew how to take advantage of other people's air and do all those things. But now everybody's got a really good grasp on it. So I think the restarts are going to be wild and crazy. The track's going to be slick. I heard it's going to be 102 degrees when we're out there. It was in the mid-60s when we were there uh, in March. Yeah. So, wow. you know, 60, 70 wow. degrees hotter track temp is going to make the track a lot slicker. The cars are going to be slipping and sliding around a whole lot more. Um, it's going to be wild. When, when you going into this first race and, and going into the first race at Vegas, knowing it's going to be hot, knowing it's going to be slick, and, and we talked about it a little bit on post-race. Do you approach this race and say, we just have to minimize mistakes and come out of here with a solid run? Or do you go out there and say, and, and listen, yeah. I know. You go some races and you think, man, I got this one kicked. We're, we're going for the win. because yeah. we've got. But if you've got a fifth-place car, do you say, I got a fifth-place car. I just got to come out of here. No pit road penalties. Absolutely. All my lugs on, everything I got to do. Absolutely. When you look at, you know, you look at the point standings, I mean, you're talking about separation of just a few points. Yeah. So you have you have a, an issue, you know, on one of the green flag stops during a stage and you're running fifth yeah. and you roll down pit road and get a speeding penalty and you finish that stage a lap down in 20-something instead of fifth, 
you just cost yourself five stage points. We know how valuable every point is. You know, there was three of us tied when the Roval finished last year. So every single point matters. So you can't have mistakes. But at the same time, you've got to be aggressive, right? Like if you lollygag onto pit road and you get beat by two cars because they get onto pit road better than you and have better pit stops and you lose two spots, then next thing you know, you just gave up two points. And that could be the difference between you transferring through the rounds. So it's, I, I can't stress enough like how intense it is and how exciting it is, but for a driver, just how nerve wracking it is because you're trying to get everything you can, but not yeah. step over that boundary. Yeah, I, 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 I've been really interested this year. When the year started, I heard all this, the car is going to be easy to drive. And, <laughs> and, and like I yeah, watch yeah. in car cameras and I look at data and they're anything but they're easy not. to drive. The problem is, is the teams are too smart. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we, when we used to have cars that had less downforce and had a lot of horsepower, the teams got really smart at getting them low to the ground, making downforce on them. And every year we were going back to track, setting new track records, new track records, because the teams are very smart and they figure out how to make the cars go fast. Well, now we show up to these racetracks and as the year has progressed, the teams get smart and they figure out how to make the car go faster. Yeah. They figure out how to make efficiencies. And at, with that comes less drivability. Yeah. So, yeah, what, and listen, I've heard that my whole life. Oh, this car is going to be easy to drive. Have you ever been in an <laughs> easy race car to drive? No, I never sat in an easy race car yeah. to drive. So I, didn't, I never believed that. The goal is to make mine easier to drive than everybody else. <laughs> okay, that no matter right. how yeah, hard it was, I, I just want to be easier. Right? And going a straight line faster. <laughs> yeah, and going straight you line wanna, faster. You want to go down yeah. a straightaway faster than everybody else. And when you get to the corner, you want just a little more grip than yeah, everybody else. That's it. Now, wait, you want to do everything perfect. Yeah, yeah. You just want everything. I guess you just want everything. Okay. Well, we're fortunate that we have one of the major players here with us today going to these playoffs. When we come back, we're going to visit with some other ones. Uh, Clint Boyer, which is always an interesting interview. We'll go through the whole field when we come back. This is great. Just uh, got to say thanks to all the fans. Can't tell you how much uh, coming to Indianapolis means to me as a kid. I watched Rick Mears uh, win, win Indy 500s and, and uh, got to be around him as a kid, and he was my hero. So coming here and winning here is pretty awesome. You going to wear that, or can I wear it? Okay. Might must mean my hair looks bad. You brought me a hat. Uh, the 11 was down on my door. The 24 is behind us pushing and just got, got turned around. But it is what it is. Uh, that's part of the style racing. You know, restarts were really your only opportunity to make passes and uh, everybody's just being aggressive and we got the the wrong end of it. We rolled down pit road, uh, fourth came out, I think ninth or 10th, and then I got a bad restart and we dropped back to 12th or 14th and that was it. We gotta be better than that, we gotta execute, we gotta be perfect coming up these next 10 weeks. All the crashes obviously, that was you know, the, uh, the biggest reason why we got a, a, a decent finish was uh, there were a lot of you know, a lot of cars up towards the front that had misfortune as well. I was trying to give the one enough room to not push him out of the groove, and I felt like uh, maybe I gave just an inch too much room to the one and an inch less room to the 48. I hate that um, the circumstances with him that 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 happened, but um, I was it wasn't intentional. I just was trying to give room to all the guys around me. I hit the wall there, and then there's this spot on the wall with just an atrocious angle. <laughs> I don't know what that spot is for, but it does not need to be there. But we found it. Uh, that's how racing goes. You, you find the things. A few restarts, we were up in the top six. I, 
I would get the outside line or the wrong, whatever line didn't go. I was in the one, I was in that one, and then we got shuffled there on the last restart to uh, 10th and drove the sixth in their last couple laps. It, car was fast, it just never got a chance. Man, I, I thought we had the car to win, just then we got back in the pack and just it, super tight, no one could pass anybody at all, so uh, that, that really stinks. I thought uh, we were actually pulling away from the four car when we got to the lead easy, and uh, one of those things seems to be kind of the uh, the norm for this year, so hopefully it'll turn around. Man, you're just that close to, to winning here. It means so much to win an Indy, and Cali, I wish, uh, wish we could have got it, but man, DeForest fast. He's, uh, he was quick, and um, kind of needed something crazy to happen to, to be able to get ahead of him. And I think we have a lot of work to do. I mean, I don't, we're by no means dominated lead laps, qualified 22nd, finished 8th. We show that we can progress throughout the race, but we've got to start qualifying in the top 10 to be able to finish in the top 5, and then we'll prove that um, you know we're made of more than what, we've, what we're showing. And then the 88 back there in the back, I was kind of finally in a spot where I was just felt like I was in a hole and needed to just try to hide a little bit, and man, he was teed up. I was like, oh no, oh no! You've got to try to go for broke, and everybody did. And um, it's just a wild, chaotic day. So what do you think was going through Clint Warrior's mind right there? <laughs> exactly what he said. Oh, yeah. no, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, he was in a situation where he was good on points. He just needed to have a, yeah. a uneventful day. And when something like that comes that close to uh, wiping you out, that's... Uh, that's a scary feeling. Of course, it was right in front of you as well. Yeah, yes, it was. Great. Almost got yeah, two of you guys. Yeah. So. So 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 going into these playoffs, Ryan Newman, like, are you? It's we watch every week yeah. with with amazement at what he's been able to do. Like sure. his car, uh, they don't have. I think they're overachieving. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I really yeah. do. I feel like they've done a great job of overachieving. They've scored a lot of points when they probably shouldn't have. Um, they've scored, you know, they've stayed yeah. out and scored stage points and a lot of different things yeah. and put them in this position. Most of their points, and that's what I was getting ready to bring up. Most of their points come from finishes. They they right. they have some stage points, yeah. But it's fascinated us to watch that they just do it on finishes. Yeah. But I I don't handicap that as we go through the playoffs because I don't think you can do it without stage points. Yeah, I agree. And you got to have speed. I mean, you yeah. get to the playoffs and you've got to have speed and then everybody just brings a whole nother level. That's one thing that I learned last year going into the playoffs was it just it blew my mind and, and amazed me when I showed up to Las Vegas and Richmond. You go out to practice and you look at the, the monitor when you come in after your first run and it's boom, 16 playoffs cars yeah. in the top 17. Yeah. It's yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. You know, it just everybody brings their best stuff, and and you wouldn't expect anything less. But it, until you witness it and you yeah. live it and you're a part of it, it's it's hard to describe. I mean, everybody just rises to another level. The teams are so good at just getting better throughout the year, and then when the playoffs come, they push all yeah. the chips in and bring their best stuff. A lot, a lot of big hits on Sunday and and Saturday as well. And then one of them uh, that they got everybody's attention was Brad Kay's wreck mm -hmm. when he he spun and and. I was, look how fast. Like when he hits the wall here, he goes back across the racetrack, but yeah. he's still going really quick and then hits this wall yeah. with, the, with the tire barrier in front of it. I know, I know he's upset that his car got, got basically up on its side, but my goodness, if you look at that sharp angle right there, there's a 90 degree angle on that wall. I am so thankful that those tires were there. I mean, if the right side of his car hits that point, I mean that's a that's a really really dangerous spot, which is why I'm I'm sure they had tire barriers there yeah. in the first place. Um, so I'm just glad that uh, those were there to protect them. They definitely need to figure out a way to make that better and not make that such a sharp angle of attack. But 
Um, you know, I think that uh, the outcome was way less severe than it could have been if those tires were not there. Yeah, and, and, and Brad Kay expressed that displeasure on yeah. TV, but in a, in a calm way. He wasn't yeah. in... in and uh, Doug Bolts on the racetrack, actually before Brad That's left good. the racetrack, they, they went and had a conversation. Had a conversation. Right. I, I, that that impressed me, that Doug went right at it yeah. and said, okay, let's have this conversation, let's find a way to make and, it And up. I think the okay. racetrack knew that's an issue because they had an Indy, guy, an Indy car wreck there in the same place right. during the 500 this year. So that's an issue that's on their radar screen. Sorry we didn't get it fixed, and they should have, but they did the best they could. And they and, will. They and will. It, they'll change it. It's good. Absolutely. Yeah, and it, it's, it's amazing how race cars can end up anywhere. Yes. Anywhere. There's, anywhere. Wherever you think they're not yeah. going to go, That's they'll, they're gonna they'll, go. they'll end up there. So uh, we've got some shout-outs coming up next when we come back. It's always interesting to see Kyle shout-out. You never know <laughs> where he's going with this. favorite parts of the show. We're going to do shout-outs. I'm going to go to Bubba Pollard. Bubba Pollard, well, everybody always says we should be racing at ORP, IRP. Well, yes. we did. Lucas Oil Raceway, Saturday night, uh, CRA. They put on a great event, an all-star event. Uh, Bubba Pollard won. It was a fun event. There we are. The clan showed up. I don't know why they let us in, but they <laughs> That's did. That's good. Took the grassroots Wait. racing tour. That's good. That place is such a waiting. cool place. That yeah, is one of my favorite racetracks. Yeah. So that's really cool. They, and they had they had a cool event. They they uh, they the first it was an all star event, only seventy five laps, but uh, twenty five laps and twenty five laps. The average and they inverted the entire field. Mm. No way. Yes, and the average of the two first stages set the stage for how you started in the last stage. So wow. wow, it was pretty fun. That's really cool. My shout-out is I just learned about it today, that we are running a uh, racing for bacon paint scheme. Last year we did Bacon for Life, where if I won, uh, somebody got, uh, if you signed up, somebody got nominated to win literally bacon for the rest of their life. This year we're doing Racing for Bacon in Talladega, where they're going to give away a million slices of bacon to 10 different winners wow. if you sign up. So you go to uh, racingforbacongiveaway.com and sign up. The only guy bacon. not eligible is the guy that tore the bumper off the car at Indy. He's That's, not eligible well, for the bacon. You, I'm we'll kidding. I joke. We'll I joke. Okay, here's I, they gave the baby Borg to uh, a baby Borg trophy to Simon Pagano and Roger Penske. But this is the thing. It's got Norman, his dog, on it. Shout out to Norman for being on the baby Borg. That's who my shout out is. Not to Simon, not to Penske. It's to, it's to Norman. There we go. Look, here's Norman in victory lane. Give Norman some milk, man. Give Norman some milk. It's victory lane. It is. Can dogs milk. have milk? I don't, man. I don't know. I don't know. Did you know dogs can have beer? Yeah, I do know that. Did you know chocolate's bad for dogs? No, yeah, I can't get oh, chocolate. Oh yeah, yeah I I do dogs know, love man. beer. Dogs man. love bacon. Thank you for beer coming here today. Thank you for coming, man. It was fun having <laughs> you. Congratulations for making the playoffs. Thank you. Great deal. Thank you. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.